0: Are fishing clubs on a comeback? Captain Norm is a spitting image of Michael Jordan. Valentine's Day, kick the single guy in the ball's day. And is February full of negative energy? Is the modern day angler soft? Doing $20 hamburgers and hot dogs with Bill Dance. All this week on the Real Guy Podcast.
1: Clear the airwaves. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is The Real Guy Podcast.
0: Welcome to The Real Guy Podcast. I got Captain Norm off his big night from the SOB Club.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun.
0: Dude, the SOB Club was the first fishing club that I ever spoke at.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: I mean, this is going way back. Um, well, they've been around a long time. Oldest fishing club in Florida, I think. Really? I know it's the oldest um, in you know Broward-Dade. And I'm pretty uh-huh. sure that was their claim, one of their claims to fame as being one of the oldest fishing clubs. Well, there's some pretty old cats in there. <laughs> so there's, well, there's, that's like all fishing clubs, there's a lot of old people. Yeah. But Jody called me, um, and not if you guys didn't listen to the Jody Moore episode that we did, I don't know, it was 15, 20 episodes ago. Yeah. It was phenomenal. It was. He's the Barry White of fly fishing. He really is. And he runs the SOB Club.
1: He has that real deep
0: and, voice. And he, he does a great job. <laughs> He's a great guy. And anytime we can speak at one of the fishing clubs, we do when we can, only because fishing clubs are very unique and they're dinosauric and they've been fading. But well, I don't know. You tell me if you, think, if you think I'm right, Norm. The last couple of few clubs that I spoke at, yeah, that would be Salt Strong, the Stuart Rod and Reel.
1: Stuart Rod and Reel. You and, and then, I went to that, and then
0: you were telling me how good the SOBs were last and night. And the
1: SOBs were really good last night.
0: Do you think fishing clubs are on a comeback?
1: No, I think they're trying. <laughs> Sorry, I, I know I, it, I I built you, that all up. Yeah, that. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think, uh, uh, unfortunately, I hate to say it, but fishing clubs came along at a time when. You know, in the '40s and '50s, when when guys, sportsmen, were coming together, and they were just trying to kind of, you know, gather some, you know, some, uh, I don't know, some community involvement uh, to get together to talk about the rules, to talk about, you know, to to compare right. and and uh, and in some ways to compete right. as well as participate in the sport together. So it was a way for guys to come together, and I think um, I think. In modern times, fishing clubs are still great, but uh, I I think there are other ways for guys to get together, uh, especially because of social media and all these groups and everything else like that, and all these other fishing groups that that, that come together. That there are more uh, there are more uh, ways for guys to kind of come together as as a fishing community and the 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 traditional fishing club has kind of gone away and you know and it's sad too, because they're such cool events right I mean they really are i mean these are guys that are like last night i mean these guys they were they were really talking about. You know events that were coming up. Uh, you know some fishing outings that uh, some of these guys had gone through, and you know they have some real. You know they have some real stuff in that in that club in the SOBs. I mean, uh, you got to turn in catch cards for whatever it is that that you know that they have. They've got all kinds of programs, and just to just to be a member, just to be inducted into the SOBs, uh, you've got to catch. I don't know what it is, X number of species of fish within like six months. So, I mean, like you have to really get out there and fish in order to be eligible for membership. And that used to be a real thing. Right, and I mean, I remember, gosh, back in the day when my father, my father was in some stripe bass club out, up up in up in New England, and I mean, they had patches that they wore on jackets. They had club jackets. You remember those? I do. Okay, a lot of those IGFA all the types. The patches and shit. Yeah, man, they sported the piss out of those patches. Oh, the
0: patches were great. Oh
1: man, and that's just gone away. And I'd love to see that come back, but I don't, I don't really, I don't see how that's happening. In fishing clubs. And, you know, the funny thing is, is this this, this kid uh, who invited me to come and speak, this guy, Jay Kaminsky, who's a big fan of the Real Guy podcast, asked me to talk about Bloom Island fishing. And... Uh, you know, he told me. He says, "Listen, you know, bring a couple of friends." And and I did. Uh, Pasquale and uh, TJ, Ralph, oh, both of them, weren't. yeah, they both came. They both showed up. Yeah, no, it was cool. I wish I could
0: have went to that last
1: night. Yeah, so well, bad. you were fishing, but
0: well, yeah, but
1: but but at, but at any rate, um, you know, the, they they want new blood. They want new membership, and all of these clubs, they they all do. Uh, but it's just like. You know, it's fishing clubs are kind of like a dinosaur, and I hate to say that because there is such cool events, and there is so many good dudes, and there is, and you know, one of the one of the problems that I personally have with my own personal fishing, right. which it seems to be the only kind of fishing I do anymore, <laughs> uh, is is I you know I don't I don't get real motivated to fish anymore, and I think if I were in a fishing club. And these guys are organizing events. I probably would do that, like they're they're doing a the the S O B S are doing a uh, an outing to Flamingo in April, okay. And you know, just like the Sail Club, the Sail Club had a big event um, down in the Keys, down in I think it was Duck Key or Marathon or someplace. A rendezvous. Yeah, rendezvous. But whatever. But they all do that kind of thing, and it just kind of seems like you know those. Those things have kind of gone away. Let me let me give you a little hope here, okay? Yeah. Let me
0: give you a little hope, and if anybody that has a fishing club or runs a fishing club or is part of a fishing club, open your ears up a little bit right here, because I'm, I'm not kidding. This is, this is because uh, I want fishing clubs to live on. Yes. Big time. Absolutely. Salt Strong, okay, is the exception to the crowd. Now, yeah. so there's two sides of the Salt Strong crowd, okay? Right. Um and Saltstrong does a great job at teaching the beginner, the novice. Right. You know what I mean? So a guy that's trying to learn how to catch snooks redfish. Redfish, trouts yeah, yeah, that yeah. was say a bass guy yeah, or an yeah. implant from another city, right. town, or whatever. And that Saltstrong community teaches them. They have lures that they can use so that, you know they don't have to do the bait thing. But where Saltstrong does a very good job. Is it's a fishing club? Don't let anybody kid you. It's a fishing club. Yeah. But those guys are young, right? Smart. I oh could, yeah. I almost go. I'm, on, I'm gonna go. Like I don't. Uh, I don't. I, I'm not sure how many geniuses I've ever met. But I met Luke. Well, and you're Joe. sitting with one. Well, besides you, Norm. Yeah. But <sighs> now, when I met when I met when I met Luke and and Joe, they were you know pretty young guys. Yeah. And they approached me. Yeah. And they wanted to you know learn as much as they could. We were already rolling with the YouTube and the social media. And I could tell that they were really into it. They weren't sure that how they were going to do it. But being young, being yeah. smart, technically savvy, and then a ton of fucking energy. Those guys are doing it. Now Jody Moore, Risco down there, and Stewart, yeah. or anybody else that runs a club, yeah. pay attention to how Salt Strong is doing it digitally because they know how to work the platforms and it's more modern day but right the fishing clubs
1: because it's all run by a bunch of old people normally yeah well that's the one thing about sobs is they don't have and, and i asked jess do you guys do you guys have a facebook page no right no no social media presence whatsoever and it, it it's gonna be, be hard for them to grow without right, may, it. Right. Maybe
0: that's that's just the world we live in. Yeah, right, I'm not telling anybody how to run a fishing club. Yeah. Because they all might be different, you know, different goals in mind or whatever. But take a good look at Salt Strong yeah. and how they do things and how they interact with everybody that's right. part of their community. I did the first um, weekly fishing report for Salt Strong this week. Really? Yeah. So yeah, they reached. They reached out. They said, "Hey, Jeff, would you would you want to do a, a report for Broward and Dade? We don't have anybody giving a, a weekly report." So I'm like, "Well, you know." And when I first thought about it, you know, I'm like, "Well, what am I going to tell somebody? I'm chasing tarpon all the time." And then I had to. I said "I took a step back and I put myself in Luke and Joe's position." Yeah. And they have all these people that, you know, want to learn how to fish, what to do, where to go, where to even buy shrimp. Dumb stuff. Yeah, yeah. You
1: know? That's not dumb, though, because if you're not if you're new to the area. <laughs> right. Or and, you're coming down here. Right. And you're visiting. You want to know what's going on. Right. And that's what I mean. Yeah. I had to, I had
0: to take myself out of my shoes. Right. Because I think, oh, that's dumb. But it's not no, dumb. No, it's not
1: dumb. Right. And that's what I mean. I, I mean, I do the weekly fisherman report uh, on, on 940 winds. Okay. And, you know, it, it's, it, it, it's it, that's, that's, that's recon, that's intelligence, that's stuff, that's stuff that people want to know before they either come to Broward to fish or Dade to fish uh, or they're here and they've been working all week and they haven't heard anything about what's going on, right. which is nothing, by the way. February sucks. I'm just going to say it. February is like the worst month ever.
0: See, I used, to think, I used to think November was kind of like no.
1: really bad. Yeah. But this February has been tough. God. And it's been across the board. Yeah, I mean, everywhere from offshore to inshore. It's it just February is like, you know, I got to tell you something. I was thinking about this on the way over. There's tons of people in town. There's very few trips. There's not a lot of trips. I mean, most of the guys that I know are, are really not that busy. And there's tons of people in town, which tells me that they're all going to the hotel to gamble or to do something else. But February is just a horrible, horrible, horrible month for fishing. And I don't know why that is. It always seems like it's always that way every year. And, you know, Floridians can get cabin fever. You can absolutely get cabin fever, dude. This is the time of the year. January and February is the time of the year. The fishing sucks. There's not a lot of trips. Okay, it's uh, the weather is typically marginal at best, and it's like that one. It's like we're not we're April, May, and June. The spring fishing, which is usually a lot better, is just right there, but it's just out of reach and this is the time of the year that i start getting I, I start getting cabin fever i i'm i'm you know i'm looking at my fly tackle i'm thinking i'm going to go fish the beaches for snooks when when it warms up and they start uh showing up on the beach i want to go to the bahamas i start to think you know this is when i start jonesing to do the things that i never do <laughs> and you live okay. here in florida and can, i live here
0: yeah, can you imagine what the, how these people feel out you know oh no pennsylvania if you're and listening to this minnesota podcast, and those poor bastards.
1: <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast right now and you're up in Minnesota, or uh, or you're frozen in somewhere's and you're th- and you're listening to uh, Cap Norm down here in Fort Lauderdale bitching about how he has cabin fever and it's yeah. 80 degrees, you're thinking this guy's an asshole. But no, I'm telling you, it's if you live down here, you would understand that it's it's just like. Well, there's two things they gotta oh. understand.
0: You know, we're Floridians. Yeah, and. I mean... February sucks. February sucks. And, and I mean, I'll break it down for you. It's okay to be an asshole. A lot of my friends are Thank total, you. total assholes, Marm. Yeah. So, the, they Minnesota, really are. the Minnesota guy that's like, oh, this <laughs> asshole. It's like, he's
1: thinking about one of his best friends who's an asshole. So, it's okay. It's yeah. all good. Well, I mean, you know. I, I But 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 at the same time, it's like, this is the time of the year that I start thinking about. I, I like to start planning about all the things... That I want to do in the spring and summer that I probably won't do anyway, but but it's like, you
0: know. (laughs) You can't be an asshole and have a fishing club. Huh? You can't be an asshole and have a fishing club, though. So, like, you got to be more like a Joe. Nah, yeah, yeah,
1: or a Lambrex. You got to be, you got to kind of, yeah, you got to, you got to yeah, moderate. And that was the thing. I mean, <laughs> I really had to tone it down to, to talk to the SOBs. Why, were you getting fired up in there? Well, no, a little bit. Uh, not, not fired up per se, but, you know, I, I, I was asking some of these guys, like, I was kind of going around the room. Let me tell, let me, let me, let me see a show of hands. How many of you guys go out fishing, fish offshore here in Fort Lauderdale? And no, all the hands go up. Okay. Uh, How many of you guys go out there specifically to target Mahi Mahi? And all the hands go up. I said, How many of you guys have seen blue marlin when you're out there fishing uh, off Broward County? And a, a lot fewer hands went up, but there were some hands that went up. How many of you guys have caught blue marlin right here in Broward County? And like one or two guys, okay? And I whittled it down. And I said, now, how many of you guys are going out there and you're ready for Blue Marlin? Almost no hands. Right. Okay. How many of you guys are going out there and you're pulling little dinks and lures and little ballyhoos on 50 and 60-pound mono leaders? All the hands go up. Right. I said, what are you guys doing? (laughs) I said, what? What are, what? why would you go out there and not be ready for the greatest fish that you'll ever catch in your life if he shows up? So <coughs> what? So the wife, the wife puts all the pressure on you, and she tells you you got to come home with a box full of fish because we're going to do a fish fry. Fine. I'm not disparaging that. But why not have a 50 ready to go in the gunnel in case the man shows up? Right. And they all looked at me like I had three eyeballs. But some of them knew what I was talking about because this was and this that was the great thing about in the SOBs cuz they all knew what I was talking about. Right. They'd all fished around. These are very experienced guys. So I wasn't tr- I wasn't trying to talk down my nose to them, but I was trying to wake them up. Go, guys, come on. There used to be a Blue Marlin tournament right here. Did you guys know that? Huh?
0: And yes. And, and Norm, It's a, don't feel bad about putting pressure on anybody from, say, Palm Beach to Key West. The only mm-hmm. place in the world where you can catch them two miles off the fucking beach. Right. It's not like we're asking a guy to go 50 miles out to find some continental ledge yeah. that he needs you know, crazy money. I to spend money. all this money right. on. Yeah. No, no, you exactly. can do it in a skiff out here.
1: Absolutely. And I told, and I told, uh, I told these guys, I said, you know, um, this, this is something that every one of you guys who fish offshore... Can do, So I couldn't tell you, you know, and I, and I told him, I said, you know, and, and I, t- I told these guys about, you know, the old Blue Marlin tournament that used to be here in Fort Lauderdale. And I kind of went through the timeline on how all of that and that thinking disappeared. It did. And I told him, I said, this is, and I, and I asked them straight up, I said, why do you guys think that happened? And they all kind of had this blank look on their face. I said, it's because South Florida anglers got soft, to use your verbiage. Oh, I, okay. Almost everybody got soft. They got soft. They couldn't stand the thought of leaving the dock and not bringing something back in the box. And TJ Ralph's over there going, he's laughing. He's like, yeah, I was one of those guys. It was T- like he was reformed. Huh? It, was, it was It was. so cool. TJ
0: being much younger. Yeah. You know, Busaka, a lot of these younger guys. Yeah. Except the fact that they're a lot softer than the older crowd. And their dads are yelling at them and shit. And they're like, whoa. It's like, my dad, he was hard ass. And they're like, and that's because their moms coddled them. And now the teachers coddle them. (laughs) And everybody else coddles them. And they're all kind of soft. But there's no excuse in the fishing part. Okay, your mom can coddle you all day long. But in any sport, you have to have drive. You also have to have mental vision. Have you ever heard people say... Sports are more mental than it is physical. Absolutely, like you take the the pros, golf
1: especially.
0: Pro sports, and I hate golf. Pro sports, but it's true. Pro sports. Yes, these guys are so physically talented. Yeah, there was guys that were way more physically talented than Michael Jordan. There were tons yeah. in the NBA. Yeah, but mentally, there was never, and there probably never will be, a Michael Jordan.
1: No, if you, look, if you look at, if you study sports and you look at, in particular, all the greatest sports athletes, they all had that same quality, that mental toughness, that drive to be the best, to do things that nobody else does. Right. Okay. And that's what I was trying to impart to the SOBs last night. Go out there and do something that you've never that, – that nobody is doing. Mm-hmm. Okay? I talk about blue marlin fishing in South Florida, and nine out of my ten friends roll their eyes in the back of their head or they kind of chuckle into their breath. But then once I did it, guess what they started doing? They started pulling a lure on the flat. Okay? Or putting one – Well, way before that, Norm. You know?
0: Way before that. And some of the guys that you talked to last night. Way before they did anything. They had to have something in their head. Something that drove them. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, if you asked me when I was in 10th grade what I wanted to do and what I was going to be. I wanted to be Tony Dorsett for the Dallas Cowboys. I practiced football all Uh, the fucking time. When I went to bed, I thought about football and I thought about fishing. Yeah. And that's all I thought about. Yeah. Now, maybe when some of those guys went home from the SOBs last night, or maybe when some of those guys from Stewart went home last night, yeah. maybe the seed started, Norm. Maybe. Maybe they were thinking, man, I'm going to get a blue marlin. I'm going to do what Norm said. I'm going to I'm going to just slowly make a few adjustments. Well, look at Pasquale. Okay. Okay.
1: He's a charter boat guy. Right. So he has to produce fish. Right. For his customers. But he said to me last night, he says, Norm, he says, I got to tell you something. He says, you know. If I if you know, when that time of the year comes and that bait shows up and those little dolphins show up, okay. I, I'm I'm gonna be thinking I'm gonna be thinking differently in terms of how I'm fishing offshore. Now, and that's the thing now. That's okay. what starts it. That's and the then, seed. It is what starts it. Yes. And now okay,
0: so Pasquale, right? Yeah. So And he's gonna catch one. Oh he will if he puts the fucking shit out. Everybody will if you put in the time and yeah. do what you're supposed to do. But like now Pasquale, he, he's working in the cockpit. Right? So he goes to a captain that he's working with. Yeah. And he says, Gee, why don't you think maybe we should do this since the dolphin are out. Now the captain looks at Pasquale and is like, you know, that's a good idea. Well And then yes. no, what happens is is Pasquale starts to get a little respect from other people in the fishing world. Especially when he gets one. Well, one step at a time. But yeah. first the kid says, Okay, I can do this. Then he says Okay, now I'm gonna approach the guy that's gonna make it happen, which would be a captain. Right. Now, anybody? We we're talking about Chris Pasquale. He's a young guy. He works in the charter industry. He's in the cockpit. He's not a captain. He's not uh, some bigwig or whatever. He's already.
1: He's already actually. He's Did getting he get his, his license. license. Yeah. yeah. He just passed all his stuff, so he's waiting I'm on not, his license. Uh, all
0: right. We should do another whole fucking podcast on this. Yeah. About captains' licenses and being uh. a captain. <laughs> oh. Okay, because. There's a lot of guys that have captain's license that I won't call captain. Oh, no. And then there's a whole bunch of fuckers that do have the captain's license that I'd be perfectly comfortable calling captain.
1: Let me tell you. So
0: something. don't let some state asshole give you some photo ID and say, "Oh, you're a captain." You're a captain because yeah, you passed the no. test. That you... That's a
1: different podcast altogether. Right. We're going to do that we one. Could, now. We could do we could do like a twenty or thirty minute one on that, just on that alone. And, which is not a bad idea. Eh, All right, know. stay tuned. But let me let me switch gears. Jeff. Norm. What is with all the... You know, I I, 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 I kind of started bitching about February. And part of that is because there's so much negative energy lately out there. What is going on in South Florida with all the negative energy? Let me, let, I'll give you... I do best by example. Okay. okay. Last night was, was Valentine's Day. It was. Okay. Which is... To me, it's basically national um, kick the singles dudes in the balls day, okay, uh, and and yeah, okay. But 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 I I had to take my big boat up from Miami to do a trip in Fort Lauderdale, and I get up here and there's not a lot of boats out, but there's quite a few charter boats out, but there's a, you know it's just not a busy night. It's a it was a what was last night Wednesday, okay, so. There was so much bullshit going on last night. I mean, like, I would have thought it was a Saturday. Right. And all these guys, and, and guys that I am that I know that I've been knowing for a lot of years who are out there running uh, commercial uh, charter boats are out there, and they're getting the crap kicked out of them by all these Googans. That are yelling at him on the radio. I mean, I know this one guy, Jay, he runs the Jungle Queen. And he's up and down the river all the time, several times a day. He's been doing it for decades. And this guy, I hear him getting just ripped on the radio by some dude with a really heavy uh, Boston accent. I've been down here, you know, all the 50 years and I've been running the, you know, running this river. And he's just talking. He's just lambasting, Jay, who's probably forgotten more about running that river than anybody else. Right. But it's all the, it's not just, it's not just the attitudes. It's these guys can't run boats. Okay. There's a, there's a lot to it, but
0: you're right. Guys, guys are out there that are supposedly licensed and qualified that can't run boats.
1: Everybody was getting yelled at last night. It was ridiculous by all these by all these Googans, okay. I got. Ri- I did. Uh, did I tell you I got hit by a sailboat last
0: night? You did tell me you got hit by a sailboat, and I mean, I've been thinking about that ever since. These sailboats go pretty fucking slow. There's no way in the world that this guy could. I should have. And I'm. I'm still having a hard time with that. How let me tell you what happened. You. Let me.
1: Let me tell you what happened. So I'm doing clutch speed. Clutch speed. Clutch. I'm just. Just in gear. Just a wiggle. All right. I'm just. I'm just. Uh, killing time because I have to time my runs between the bridges because the bridges are on an open. They have a a schedule to open. Right. So I'm just killing time, and I'm up in the triangle there, and in in, uh, south side of the triangle, and one of my servers comes running up to me, and she says, "We just got hit by a sailboat, and I didn't feel a thing." My my first mate was with me and he didn't feel a thing. Now tell uh, the audience
0: how big the boat is you're driving.
1: hundred feet. It's hundred feet long by twenty eight feet wide by thirty two feet high.
0: Okay. How, how many decks? It's
1: two decks. Two decks. Okay. okay. So this thing is, this thing is big. All right. And she comes running up to me and she says, We just got hit by a sailboat. I'm like, nah. I didn't feel a thing. All right. Well, what had happened was, was there was a guy that uh, there was a guy in a sailboat. And he tried to pass me. He didn't have any sails up, so he was under, uh, under power. And he hits me on my starboard quarter, okay? And it just so happens that I had one of those big fender balls hanging off of that side, and he hit the fender ball. So I never felt anything, and there was no damage to either vessel that I could see. But the guy basically commits a hit and run. And you got hit
0: and run by a sailboat. I got hit and run by a sailboat. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bring that up at the ramp or any of that. No,
1: but it. But it's. But but the <laughs> point is, is how how do you just how do you not see something that big and you run into the back of it? Hey,
0: I don't know what it is. Waffies. I don't know what it is with sailboaters, but you know, you know that uh, Mackenzie was running the Envy one day. Yeah. And we had the full freaking kite spread up. Yeah. And the sailboat comes down the reef and runs slap into us. Oh yeah. Coast Guard and everything. Oh yeah. I mean it was a thing. Yeah. And then fortunately for us is the uh the people that were on the sailboat knew and admitted that it was their issue sure, yeah. and just paid me cash on the side and everything got settled Oh, that's nice. good. Whew, Usually
1: dude. they just keep trucking like this guy did last no,
0: night I mean, everybody kept trucking, but it was an incident so the yeah. Coast Guard had to come and then oh, we wow. had to, everybody met at 15th Street uh, Fisheries, yeah, you yeah, know, the yeah. Coast Guard and the sailboat were there and the people actually admitted, you know, that it was you know, that they made a mistake and blah, blah, blah but my point is, is the only other guy I know that got run into by a boat is you, and it was a sailboat. <laughs> I mean, so you and Mackenzie both got running I'm by just, fucking sailboats. I'm
1: just saying. I mean, I don't know what it is. There's just so much negative energy, and it's All on the.
0: I wrote down negative energy. You want to know why? Why? Because I know about negative energy right now. Yeah. Well, I got a shit ton of negative energy right because now because it's February, right? And this is why it's February neg- is negative energy month. Well, this is why. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to fucking New York. For four months out of the year This is like New York City It takes me an hour and a half To get to the fucking ramp To go to work How long is it taking you To go to work every day?
1: An hour and ten minutes Right
0: So we're driving an hour hour and thirty minutes To go to work work. Then how much does it cost you To park?
1: Well I It's a lot It's very expensive
0: Dude It costs me Minimum Twenty bucks a day So think about this dude I'm paying fucking Five hundred a month To park To go to work After sitting in my car for an hour and a half, and you want to talk about negative fucking energy, and they're going to make this whole state this way. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now, we are going to start sounding. And they're coming down here with bad
1: attitudes. But we're
0: going to start sounding more like New Yorkers, unfortunately, as this shit goes on. But don't worry about it, Norm. Do you know how many negative New Yorker types that when I first met, I was like, God, this guy's an asshole. He's so negative, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then he turned out being a great guy. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the way Floridians are going to be one day.
1: They're going to well, be like, oh, that guy's a hot-tempered asshole. But he's a good dude. Okay, I'm sort of over it. Like when you're when you're driving, right? okay, I've taken it almost to the extreme. It's like I'm almost over it. Like I, I used to get really, really upset with people and I'd have that road rage thing going. Okay, just about every day because I was having to deal with these assholes every day. However, now, because I got this new truck and it's got this really cool feature where I can just basically set it and forget it and it will break on its own. Okay, which is just it's really cool. All right. And so now it's like I don't have to worry about stepping on the brake. The truck's going to do it for me. So now I'm almost to the point where I, put, I get up on the highway, I put that thing on 55 miles an hour. I'm the slowest prick on the, on the road, okay? <laughs> and I don't give a shit. And I'll get in the left lane. I don't give a shit. I'm there to piss everybody else off, and I'm just happy as a clam because I'm getting 34 miles to the gallon <laughs> in rush hour. And all these assholes are flying by me. And, and now I'm to the point where I'm so over being upset about everybody else that now I've kind of flipped the script on the negative energy. Okay. And now I'm giving it back to them. This is my way of giving back to the community. <laughs> and I save some money doing it. It's therapeutic. You should try it. <sighs> I just – I don't say nothing. But inside – Oh inside you're cursing them out. Uh, well inside
0: like you know you get like you don't feel like you want to eat. You're just like <laughs> shitty. And then I get to the ramp and I get in the water and then I go catch bait and I start to loosen up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then my clients show up, yeah. whether they're good or bad, I can put on the smile, yeah. and then I can do my day and I just thank God that I'm not sitting in a fucking office.
1: Right. You know what I mean? No, I mean you have the, to you but, have to be able to, you know, count your blessings. But but
0: but South Florida's never been like this, Norm. All I'm saying, Norm, is don't let it get to you and don't hold it against these people because it's just an expression of the negative energy.
1: That's right. Right. It's
0: February's negative energy month. It's just a shame that South Florida has now got the element and that negative energy is growing. But it's not the end of the world. It's not a negative, negative thing. It's just – call
1: it a lifestyle change. Well, but people move – people come to more temperate climates to get away from that negativity. But – They're bringing it down here with them, and they're transposing it
0: onto us. I don't understand the whole—I don't understand the whole—these people come down here because they want to be in the warm weather. And then they build a house— that doesn't have an inch of outdoor space. <laughs> it's just wall to wall air conditioning.
1: Then they would have stay inside the whole right, day. And they're
0: inside the whole yeah. time. And don't tell me this doesn't happen. I work on the waterways, folks. I am behind everybody's backyard, whether yep. you like it or not. I'm looking in your dinner table to see what's going on. while we're fishing at night and let me tell you what's not going on. And my clients are floored by it all the time. Yeah. Is that all these beautiful friggin' houses yeah. and they're lined up on the intercoastal and then, And nobody's out back. Nobody's out back. There's no lights on. Nobody's partying. Nothing. And they're like, where is everybody? What's everybody doing? And I'm like, they're AC junkies. They're inside. They're inside binge watching something. It's just the thing, dude. South Florida is totally changing. And then where I learned this was, where I learned this was, is from the New England people. They would be like, you know, I really enjoy the seasons. That's bullshit. Fuck you. You don't. That is bullshit. Robert
1: Sylvia, you do not like the damned seasons. That's why you come down here at every possible moment. I saw him, by the way. I know you did. Yeah, yeah, I saw him at coconuts. Coconuts. It, it, coconuts. Him and him and uh, uh, Rhonda. I. I you,
0: did you ever? You listen to the podcast I I did with Sylvia way back yeah, yeah, when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the he's He's the professional Floridian. Yes. He, no, he's the professional snowbird. Snowbird, right. Yes. Well, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm letting him have a Floridian status. Wow. I mean, that's how good of a wow. snowbird he
1: is. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Well,
0: because your typical snowbird comes for a week or 10 days and misses 90% of the good shit and brags about 10% of the good shit. Sylvia, he don't miss nothing.
1: No. In fact, it's funny that you said that. Um, I was finishing up a trip. And I was putting the boat away, and uh, Robert and Rhonda and, I guess, one or two of their neighbors were sitting out back uh, at their condo at the end of the canal. And they were just sitting there uh, smoking a cigar and just chilling out. But they were enjoying they were enjoying Perhaps what like, we have to offer yeah, here. That's okay. getting away so, from the New England stuff yeah, and exactly. taking advantage. And I don't blame them.
0: And that's why I did a podcast with them. I mean, when right. you know how to snowbird like that guy,
1: Yeah, everybody should learn from him. Absolutely. That guy's phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, let me ask you a question, Jeff, just to kind of switch gears a little bit on, 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 on enjoying our, our climate and everything else like that. Out. So I'm driving down the beach, and you know how they have volleyball nets – Strewn all over the beach. Yeah. Okay, up and down the beach. Yeah. I see a bunch of dudes playing volleyball. Yep. Okay, great. And it occurred to me, did, did dudes play volleyball before the movie Top Gun came out in 1986? Yes, in PE class. They made you. They and made then, you. Yeah,
0: and then and then if you.
1: If, I don't remember doing that in PE class. Well, because most people. Could, I remember playing dodgeball. I was going to say most not, people, not most volleyball. Pe- most people couldn't play
0: volleyball because they weren't athletically gifted enough. So then they would play nukem or dodgeball. Dodgeball. And um, so to answer your question, yeah.
1: I don't. I don't. I just don't remember dudes playing volleyball. I don't well, remember. But dudes, that was in school, so that was sort of structured. I'm talking about. No, they about made just, dudes do it. And that's, that was my point. That's what I'm saying. It's In structured. In today's day
0: and age, dude, there was a guy on my boat the other night. Okay. and I, He probably listens to the podcast. I mean, if, dude, if I offend you or whatever, call me and text me or whatever and tell me I'm an asshole. But the guy has a kickball team.
1: Kickball. kickball oh, yeah, team. yeah, yeah. Okay. God, I forgot about that. Okay.
0: So now kickball guys fun.
1: Have, right. Like normally guys like, okay. It was like baseball for, it's well, like baseball for retards.
0: Well, right. you get old or whatever, <laughs> and you still want to play sports, so guys would do softball is a big one. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and they'll, they'll get together, and they'll work at it, and they'll be on the same team, and they're, like, really fucking good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this guy is on a kickball team, and he's trying to talk to me about how good his team is and how it's coming <laughs> together and all this stuff. And I'm it's just kinda, coming
1: together? Like, you have to gel a kickball team?
0: Well, I'm just saying that kind of like the you're seeing like grown men, there's some you know, things with hair in their yep. armpits doing volleyball, though well, they're also <laughs> doing kickball and these guys
1: are all soft. Wait a minute. 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 Let's just let's just back up a minute here. Okay. I, wait, wait, wait. You can do kickball.
0: I'm not saying you can't do kickball. So if you're going to do like company kickball and you're out there enjoying yourself, And then you come in and you're like, oh, that was great because you got to spend time with maybe your employees or your fellow workers or whatever. And you want to do kickball like that. Okay. I get it. It's probably a good thing to do. But don't bring it off the field and then start strategizing like it's (laughs) catching a tarpon
1: on fly or something. It's fucking kickball. It's kickball. P.E. Listen, anytime, anytime that we – did any kind of sports at all. It was basically for two reasons. One was to get good at it. And two was to get chicks. Nobody. Nobody. Plays volleyball. And is attractive to women. There's no way. That's not true. That's there's no way. Yes. You could talk about California the movie. Dudes. The California dudes. They're not trying to get. They're not trying to get women. They're they trying aren't. to get dudes. That's California. That's different. But it, do, it goes both it's ways. It's like playing the flute. Listen. Did anybody ever pick up the flute thinking, "Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna really get. I'm really gonna get some chicks now"? You no, know, like the Beach Boy
0: thing. You know, California that maybe. was
1: surfers.
0: Surfer volleyball.
1: No, know, way yes. different.
0: It, it was something there. Okay. Uh, but that was that was as cool as volleyball ever got. I don't know, dude. Maybe you're being a little harsh
1: on these youngsters. Well, that's just it. They need to step up their game and play something real. Well, dude, at least don't they're not... go out there trying to catch a kingfish. If you've got the boat, go well, at out least there they're... and try and catch a blue marlin. At least they're that's not. That's what in the I'm air... saying.
0: At least they're not in the air conditioner.
1: <laughs> at least they're not
0: in the AC. Well, let's lower the bar a little bit more, don't <laughs> we? Every year, consistency. It's like McDonald's. You don't have to be good. You just have to be consistent. We've consistently lowered
1: the bar every year. God. Uh, and that's and that 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 was that was what I was trying to get those guys to understand. Norm, no, stop lowering the bar. Norm, you're going out there in a in a you're going out mahi fishing in a two million dollar HCB. Come on, man, dude, don't sweat it, bro. Don't sweat it. I even asked him. I said, "How many of you guys actually go to the Bahamas to try and catch mahi mahi?" It was almost like they were embarrassed to say it. Well, after you put it in that perspective
0: <laughs> oh yeah i don't got. not only do i not fish for marlin here i don't fish for marlin over there no, either no you no can't i
1: go put... over there to yellowtail fish and and feed the pigs
0: my dad started going over there to deep drop and that's when i quit fishing with him
1: <laughs> hey, Je- hey jeff what do you want to do
0: today you wanna, uh, let's go catch a marlin no i think we'll deep drop really dad
1: really that's what you set out to do
0: and then he did that to me like three times in a row and then i just quit fishing with him
1: well, we always deep dropped on the way in. Okay. So that was like something that we would do after a day of marlin fishing. So we would, we would pull out the, the deep drop gear and catch some yellow eyes on the way in. That right. was great.
0: And my strategy was to have somebody like you as a friend because every time you would deep drop over there, you'd have more than you could eat. So you'd just give them to me. Yeah. And then I didn't have to deep drop.
1: Yeah. Well, it, yeah, exactly. Right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway,
0: shit changes. And – I'm not put I'm not I'm not putting myself on a pedestal and looking down my nose at anybody anymore. The bar is so low. I
1: am. I'm sick of it. Nah, I'm the sick of, of these softies.
0: The, the bar is so low, you just gotta congratulate them for being out of the AC. Oh, come on. Dude, if they're doing volleyball, kickball, playing a dolphin, flute. playing a flute Whoa. playing golf. If you're playing a flute and you're like, get up and go to the beach and watch the sunrise and it inspires you and it makes you play the flute that much better, then God bless you. But don't look down your nose at these people. Everybody's soft, and the bar is crazy low, and we're assholes.
1: So. Speaking, speaking of that, did you know, I was driving down Los Olas Boulevard, did you know that there is a Salt Life store on Los Olas Boulevard? I did. You knew that? I did. I didn't know that. I wanted to go in there and started asking people just randomly how Salt Life they are. We should do that. Dude. That's a Busaka thing to do.
0: I don't know if Salt Life Store is still in the same place, but it was where uh, Beach Bait's last location was. Beach Bait's last location was on Las Olas.
1: Yes. I'm pretty sure. No. That was, okay, Beach Bait's last location was on the south side next to uh, the uh, Hemershee Canal. That this this salt salt life store was on the north side, uh, a little bit further west of there.
0: No, I think that was Beach Bay too, because uh, I went in there. That was a great store. I went oh. well. I used to, the, well, the little one on the. Yeah. But when I went in there, and it was more like a Los Olas store, a lot of art, a lot of nice shirts for fucking hundred fifty bucks and that kind nah, of thing, and then a few reels or whatever. But it was, you know, not real tackle store. It was your typical let's lower the bar for the volleyball players and kickball guys. Yeah. Type of. But anyway, which is one of the reasons I don't go to Los Olas anymore. I grew up on Los Olas and don't want to go there anymore.
1: I haven't. I have not stepped foot on Los Olas Boulevard, uh, in like seven years, seven or eight years.
0: So Nicole goes down there all the time, my wife. Right. She's always down there. You know, she likes to be top of the scene. Uh... Oh, that's not true. I go to the cigar bar. Okay. Yeah. But Nicole, so she keeps up on, you know, the nice restaurants and all yeah, the yeah. You know, fancy places or
1: whatever. Yeah. The $18 hamburgers.
0: So, you know, <laughs> me and the big burst, man and his wife and my wife, we, one of the few people that, you know, couples that we go out and do shit with. So every time, you know, we kind of leave it up to the girls to pick. And Burser and I, you know, we're not Los Solos guys, so they, they try to work with us. Right. So they suggest us going they suggested going to the yacht restaurant the other night.
1: Oh which yeah. Which is way in the back yeah, of the yeah, river. Yeah. LMC. At, at
0: LMC. Yeah. So we went and Did you get a twenty three dollar hamburger? We did. Yeah, nice. Which is normal. dude, it's Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. I'm paying twenty bucks to fucking park. Yeah. So a $20 hamburger, I should, I should probably feel like you know, I'm getting by. But anyway, so we go out to Yacht, and it's on the river, mm-hmm. and it's not on Las Soles Right. And it just felt like... Yachty. Eh, I don't, it just felt like...
1: How many yachties did you see it in there? It felt like an old Florida place, kind of. Well, because it's an outdoor patio bar. Yeah, no, the, I get it. It's on the river. It's got that vibe. It's on it the does. river.
0: And So does Rendezvous. And when you pull out of there, you know, there's trees and yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But anyway, it, it's not Las Olas and it's not L1A. No. And then when you went there, you felt like you were at a Florida restaurant. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, like, hey, try, are you going to the, like, Steak 954? I think that's the bottom of the W or something, one of those real fancy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's a nice restaurant, yeah. don't get me wrong. But I don't feel like I'm on Fort Lauderdale Beach.
1: No. You know? Yeah.
0: At least in my, you know, my, I don't know, that dude... It's, it's, it's all Ritz's, it's W's, all Ritz. yeah. and shit.
1: But, eh. Another place like that is Rendezvous. Rendezvous is like that. Rendezvous right, right there next to where I live at Marina Bay. Let me tell you rendezvous a story about a Rendezvous. Nice, yeah, go ahead. Good story. So, um,
0: this is 15 years ago or better, and we're doing the Bill Dance episode up in mm-hmm. the back of the river. Yeah, yeah. And the boys get hungry. And they should get hungry. They start at fucking 7 in the morning. and huh. shoot all day for three days. So the boys get hungry. We're way in the back of the river, and there's like, there's any place to go eat. And Rendezvous was the only place back there. So we go over to Rendezvous, and we sit down, and we're chilling. dock the boat's out back, and Bill sits down, and guy walks up, and he's like, is that Bill Dance? And I'm like, yeah, check him out, right? The dog. Yeah. So the guy's kind of happy to see Bill and everything, and uh, Bill goes to order, and he says, yo, I wouldn't happen to have a hot dog back there, would you? <laughs> Bill wants a hot dog. The chef, who was infatuated with him, didn't have a hot dog. Yeah. But he said, I'll make it happen. He probably went to somebody like you that lived over there, grabbed some hot dogs out of their fucking fridge or whatever yeah. to make sure Bill Dance got his hot dog for lunch. Yeah. Well, so anyway. sometimes
1: sometimes in this business, you, you kind of have to make it happen. It's like what I did with those guys at one of those Cuban cigars. You remember that? What happened? The guys with the Cuban cigars? I was on a trip. uh, I was on a trip in Miami. I was on the 80-foot Hatteras. We're anchored out in front of Monument Island. uh, And one of the guys comes up to me and he says, can you get us some Cuban cigars? Now, mind you, we're anchored out in Biscayne Bay. And this guy decides he wants Cuban cigars. That's like something you would do in Las Vegas. You would ask for something that's basically impossible to get. Right. And somebody would make it happen. Well, guess what? I happen to have a Cuban cigar hookup. So I made a couple of phone calls. We made one guy meet another guy. Long story short, we got him a box of Cuban Romeos. Boom. Making shit happen. Making shit happen. Now, now was that on your captain's test? That was not on
0: my captain's test. That's right. That's why you're a certified real captain. That's it. And you don't get the captain's license thing. (laughs) And <laughs> then say, "Oh, I'm a captain." No, yeah. you got your captain's no, 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 license. No, no. No. A captain
1: can pull fucking a box of cigars out of his, uh, ass, out of his ass in the middle of Biscayne Bay. Right? The you that's, were. that's basically what I did. <laughs> By the way, it's talking about pulling shit out of your ass. What's with all the fly rods you got going here? You got? I see. Are you kind of getting ready for fly fly fishing? Well. Uh, it's fly fishing maintenance season right now, as I'm banging That's out all my February. trips. February!
0: That's the time you do maintenance. Right, so I'm banging out all my, you know, tarpon trips, and I got all the Yankees and stuff out there. So all the broken fly rods, reels, little things that I need fixed or whatever, this is the time to do that. I'm gearing up for when we slow down in this summer. I'm banging out the fly fishing. The only fly fishing trips I'm doing right now are with clients. Yeah. So, and almost all my fly fishing clients got their own
1: shit. Well, let me just tell you something. I am. Um, I see your. I, I. see you're, you're, you're sporting the piss out of your TFOs, and not to bash TFO, but I have a seven weight. I had a seven weight TFO, and uh, I decided to break it out, and I got a little Finor number one on it. And, uh, I, you know, I stretched out the line. I dressed the line down because uh, I, you know, kind of wanted to just loosen up. And, and I, w- I go down to Marina Bay, down to the docks there, and I start throwing the thing. And I can't get this rod to load. It will not load. The seven weight? The seven weight. It will not load. And I'm just, I'm double checking my form. I'm double hauling this Fucking rod would not load. I got so upset and so pissed off. I took the reel off of the rod and I smashed it into a thousand pieces and threw it in the garbage. I did. This is February. It's negative energy so that's month. Part
0: of your negative energy. Yeah, like you
1: pulled the words yeah. right out of my mouth. I'm eh. telling you, I had to get rid of it because if I didn't, if I didn't destroy this rod, it was just going to continue to emanate this negative energy for me. This thing was a piece of. Shit. Shit. Dude, don't dist- don't don't sweat
0: it. <sighs> Sometimes you just gotta smash it. Look at the, you know how many break stuff. Right, you know have any great home run hitters? Freaking when they don't get a Bo- home run, smash their bat. Smash the bat. That's exactly the- what I did. Right, I
1: smashed the bat. There you go. That's exactly what. I, and you know something? It actually for a moment just kind of felt good. It really did. That's real guy kind of shit. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> I haven't broken a rod in, on purpose in years. The last time I did it, I drove a. Uh, I had a. Uh, I had a Shimano uh, bait casting reel. And this thing was a piece of dog shit. I couldn't tune it. I couldn't get it right. And uh, I, I, I actually posted this on social media one time. This going one back time. a long time. Long time ago. And I set it down on the ground and I rolled over it with my truck. <laughs> no. It felt good. It felt good. It felt good.
0: See, gosh, you know, pe- people should do shit like that more often. Yeah, and instead of c- keeping it all pent up. Well, you know what they do now? They get counselors. Yeah, but that's expensive.
1: Well, breaking a TFO fly rod's not exactly cheap either. <laughs>
0: no, but, you know, they have counselors now and, 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 and safe places and, and ways to talk. No, there's no safe places. Dude, Norm, there's a world out there that we're not living in. There's, not, there's no safe places
1: in fishing. <laughs> there's no safe places. There's no, there's no crying in baseball. There's no crime. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Okay, we should refer to Saltstrom on this. They're dealing with all those newbies. I couldn't. I couldn't deal with it. I couldn't deal with it. I don't want to go to a fishing club and talk about my feelings. Norm. Okay, that's what I. That's why I come here. This is my therapy. I'm just getting a bunch of shit out because it's 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 February and it's and it's negative energy month.
0: I think I'm gonna name this podcast February. Negative Energy.
1: Negative Energy month. Anyway,
0: Norm, is there anything else about the S O B meeting
1: that? It was great. It was just great. Was I, my dog was,
0: Mike Leach there? Yes,
1: he was, and and he does, and he did say that he wants to do a podcast. So yeah, we're got to make that happen. I, I just hope he knows
0: how bad I feel about screwing up his first podcast. His first what podcast? You screwed it up. What do you mean? You screwed the up? first podcast I did with I, with Mike Leach. Yeah. I did a really good podcast. I had him and Eric.
1: Right. Yeah, I kind of remember at,
0: that. Yeah, At Mr. Leach's house. Oh, no. And this is like maybe my 10th or 12th podcast. And oh, I so was you're like, brand new Right. It. And I was like, oh, you know who I'm going to get? I'm going to get Mr. Leach. He was the president of the IGFA. Oh, my. This is going to be such a great podcast. i love to get And then I had Eric, and I was like, oh, this is going to be so good. And the three of us are going back and forth and blah, blah, blah. And then I come home, and I try to edit it and stuff, and Bob's voice is just not there. You yeah. can barely hear it. Yeah. Something happened. His mic sucked, or something. Yeah, and I couldn't do the podcast. Oh no! And I've been like, oh, I got to get Mike back on. I got to get a podcast out there. There is nobody.
1: He's he's such a gentleman too. Right. There is yeah.
0: nobody that's more of a gentleman in the fishing world, and there's nobody. Well, George Copeland. <laughs> you're not going to beat Mike Leach. No. And no. Mike kind of had. The biggest fishing club in the world, the IGFA. Oh, yeah. And he, in my opinion,
1: made the IGFA. Yeah. At least. Well, he brought it into the 20th century. That's it, what he did.
0: Well, at least for yeah. me.
1: Did you know that I applied for a job at the IGFA and he interviewed me? Really? I did many, not know that. Yes, many years ago. They were looking for some kind of administrative assistant to help uh, catalog and, and certify world records. That was sort of like the main... And this is when they were up in Pompano off of Atlantic. That's how far back that goes. Um, If you know anything about the IJFA, it was first located on Las Olas Boulevard, east of the Las Olas Boulevard bridge on the north side. And then they moved to uh, Pompano on Atlantic Boulevard on the north side, just west of US-1. And... uh, I, I interviewed I, – I saw uh, – my father actually showed me the ad. He says, the IGFA is looking for somebody who knows about fishing and blah, 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 and talking about records and everything else like that. And I was – when I was younger, I was kind of into the whole record thing, like who set records. We and were who all was into doing. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And now I can care less about it. But, uh, but, but back then I was like, yeah, this is something that might just be right up my alley. So I go up there, and I had a very nice interview with him. Um, Rip Cunningham from Saltwater Sportsman uh, wrote me a uh, – Are you name-dropping, Norm? Uh, just right then I did, yes. Go ahead. Go um, ahead. So he, could he, be he wrote me – yeah, he would be. Uh, but he wrote me a letter of recommendation, and I had all these letters of recommendation and everything else like that. And I actually lost the job to Glenda Kelly, who – was the lead biologist for the IGFA for decades thereafter. She be, she got that job uh, because she was eminently more qualified than I than I was. She was a marine biologist and everything else like that and she was way into all of the clubs and everything else like that. And uh, she was actually like a second mother to me. But that's another story. And I you know it, he told me that they had hired a marine biologist. And I said, oh, you know what? That's not a bad idea, Mike. Thank you. That's thanks for letting me know that. And I remember this, like it happened yesterday because it was Glenda that, that beat me up for <laughs> the job. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Kellys were now, great friends of mine. And
0: Glenda was there for how many years, do you think? Oh, approximately she was,
1: every bit of 30 years. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. When, yeah. I would, when I would go into the IGFA when it was just a little thing, she'd yeah. be sitting there. Yeah, and and, she, and 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 she was happy to show you around and everything else like that. She showed me the vault with with all the old tapes and everything. And the, she was the one, yes, the files going yes. through the stuff. And she was the one that that's set so up. Good. She was the one that set up all the uh, all the like all the displays and the um, that whole ecosystem that they built there for the big IGFA museum. That's in now, we're
0: gonna we're gonna do a whole other episode, but I'm gonna bring you over to sit down with Steve Cantner.
1: Yeah. And I want you
0: guys, because you guys knew a lot about Glenda. Oh, yeah. And I want the audience to know what you guys know. And I'd actually like to know, too, because I I knew who she was. And I knew how intricate part of the IGFA. And I think that that's really a podcast that we need to get out there. And I think people will get that one. We do. We do. Absolutely. All right, Norm. Well, thanks for coming in. You know, one of the things that makes me feel good makes me get you know a little less negative energy is doing podcasts with you Doug.
1: well we just kind of work, you know we kind of work things out you know the the uh you know the the the, the real guy podcast studio is kind of like our our own little it's safe a space it's i don't a want to call it a safe space it's your safe space it's, not, it's kind of no nah, it's kind it's of okay like, it's like a bar sa- without beer like we just sit there and just jabber I'm thinking we should start drinking more in here. But anyway. Really, we should. But we, you're going to need to. You, dude, you could set up a bar in here. You really could. You could get like one of those small bars. A little beer fridge.
0: One day at a time, Norm. One day at a time. Let's get through Baby this. Baby steps. Let's get through this season. Baby steps. And then we shall move on. Great job at the SOBs last night. Jody called me. Said you did a great job. Oh, good. I told him I, I enjoyed I it. really wish great I could have been of there. Guys. Yeah. And anybody that's looking for a great fishing club. Broward, Dade County. It's the SOB Club. Sport Fisherman of Broward. Yep. And uh, reach out to me, Jeff at Um When I did the interview with Jody Moore, um, he told me that they got a young, new member that he's really excited about. So. Really? Chalk one up for the podcast. That and chalk one exact- up for the SOBs. Um, I, 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 I'm not sure who it was. But he was just... 'Cause when we did the podcast he was telling everybody, you know, I'd like to get something the new younger guys sure. going. Yeah, and sure enough they got one. So yeah. That's cool. Hey, take Great. it where you can get it, right? Absolutely. Captain Norm, the co host of the real guy podcast, this is Captain Jeff, the longer dog. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, run, run that, that dog. dog.